Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota. Another pundit suggests the Vikings should pick up Trey Lance in a trade. I'm Luke Braun of Locked On Vikings, evidently less bored than Bill Barnwell. Luke Inman on Twitter, at Luke underscore Spinman, and we are now just one week, that's right, seven days until the 2023 NFL Draft. Sam, can't wait. Inman will host Draft Trivia, and we put money on the line at FanDuel. All that and more on today's Minnesota football party. Locked on Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota football party. It's your guys hanging out talking next level Vikings football. So join in with Pro Football Network's Arif Hassan, Locked On Vikings Luke Braun, Superior Sports Talk's Luke Inman, and Vikings Insider Sam Ekstrom, plus the biggest names in Minnesota football for the Minnesota Football Party. And it starts now. I love in the open where it looks like Inman is laughing uproariously at whatever Ron Johnson just said. That's great. Welcome to the Minnesota football party. I'm Sam Ekstrom. The two Lukes in with us, Arif Hassan expected to join, Ron Johnson expected to join full crew on today's Minnesota football party. Bill Barnwell suggests Trey Lance to the Vikings. We're going to put mythical money on the line at FanDuel and, of course, party fouls to end the show. As Arif Hassan stumbles in from his slumber, <laughs> no, I'm sure he was working hard, probably writing about, you know, the the Washington football team dealing with a potential owner who's uh, using Saudi money, something like that. There he is, the man, Arif Hassan. What's up? Hey, uh, I was I was writing about something that I had said on the podcast earlier. It was about the S2 cognition test that's going to come soon. But at the moment, you reminded me that the time had changed. I was actually uh, making a quesadilla breakfast. So delicious. Very nice. mm. yeah. Oh, nice. so yeah, work from home. You know, that is so yummy. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Make every moment more. At FanDuel, FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. All right, before we get into our FanDuel draft props, which I'm really excited for, there are so many ways to bet at FanDuel. Um, we have to address the Bill Barnwell mock draft, where he suggests that the Vikings should wheel and deal for Trey Lance. Here's the deal. And this it involves Philadelphia as a third team, but these are the nuts and bolts. The Vikings trade their first round pick a future fourth and Nick Mullins and they receive a second round pick via Philly, an extra third, a sixth and quarterback Trey Lance from the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Luke Braun, do the Vikings say no? The Vikings say yes. I think the value of that without Trey Lance is actually pretty close. I don't think that that trade values Trey Lance very highly. So sure. It, I view Trey Lance as a reclamation project right now. He's been in that organization for two years. If they're willing to dump him for pennies on the dollar. Sorry, sorry. it was a, it was a first, like, a fourth, and Nick Mullins for a second, another third, and Trey Lance. And a sixth. And a sixth. Yeah. That's not yeah. close before you get to Trey Lance, Luke. It's not? 
No, the first is dramatically more important than the second. That's a huge difference. I guess well, let's see here. Let me blow. Let me pull up just real quick the trade value chart. Pick twenty three sure. is worth seven hundred and sixty points. I'm just pulling up a random one here. Uh, is this Jimmy Johnson? I guess I don't know. Seven hundred and sixty points. The second rounder they would get. Obviously, the Niners don't have a second, so it must be Philly be second. Eagles. That's a yeah. late second. That's the sixty second pick. That's only worth two hundred and eighty four points. It's a five hundred point difference. So five hundred point difference. And then the third rounder you get back from San Fran, which they got three, but they're all late, is about a hundred points. So you're still about four hundred points off. 400 points is the equivalent of a middle Probably the second. top of the second. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah mid yeah. second. So okay, is yeah. Trey Lance worth a quarterback, a, a middle second. That's that's reclam that that treats him as a reclamation project. That's a we don't think this guy is like that certain to be good. Maybe he's good. You can pay a second rounder to see if he's good. What did Jimmy G go for? I don't know. It was like fairish. Jimmy G went for a first. Jimmy G went did go for a first. That's right. This feels up Quazy's wheelhouse. Getting right. a guy in the third year of a rookie deal who is underachieved or slash Ben hurt. It feels right it, up Quazy's alley a, to me. There's a couple of differences between Jimmy G and Trey Lance, right? Trey Lance is a tr like if I'm going to drop the bit for a second, uh, Trey Lance is like a true unknown, right? Like his underperformance at the beginning of the year needs to be mediated by the fact that those games are weird, right? Like the monsoon game, monsoon. right? Mm -hmm. right? Um, Jimmy Garoppolo's short uh, performance in the NFL was at a really high level. Also, Jimmy not being able to start over Tom Brady is not a huge deal. Trey losing a competition to Brock Purdy as well as he played uh, before you get into camp uh, is is a little bit more concerning. So both wait, of those wait, whoa, drop. Wait, 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 whoa, whoa, Trey whoa. Lance he lost. He Jimmy. lost a competition to Brock Purdy. Yeah, this upcoming. If they're trading season, him away oh, functionally. Oh. Right. Yeah. Okay. They've they both the GM and the okay. head. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. I, I see what you were getting. Yeah. Both the GM and the head coach said, uh, either at the combine or a little bit later, that Brock Purdy is the presumed starter heading into training camp. Right. And and that I think is a lot more alarming than Jimmy learning that Tom Brady is the presumed starter right. heading into training camp. Right. So both of those dropped Trey Lance's value relative to Jimmy. So I can see why Jimmy would be traded for one. Plus there was more years of team control with Jimmy in the contract. Um, personally, I think that uh, if, if the league generally had valued Trey Lance as a first round quarterback, right. If, if that, and that seems to be the consensus, right. Um, maybe, you know, the 49ers were willing to pay a little bit more, but it was unlikely Lance was going to slip past five or, or eight, right? So he's a first-round pick. The priors that we have on him um, are difficult to kind of modify in terms of value. The, the most information that we have is that Brock Purdy is better. That's the most information that we have. Uh, and it, and that's a probably, right? So, I mean, because like, what, like Penn State was wrong about Will Levis, right? Versus Sean Clifford. So, like, you can you can be wrong about your own quarterback. But um, a second round pick for that guy, think about like other second round picks. Obviously, the high end is Jalen Hurts. But, you know, you've got like your Andy Daltons and your Colin Kaepernick's. Those are both the high end of second round picks. Jimmy Garoppolo's, right? Um, would you consider, would you, would you think that Trey Lance is in that range, given what we know about him? Uh, as much as it pains me to say, probably. How many years does Lance still have on his deal? How many years are you getting him if you two, trade for him? And two, then a fifth year possibility. And an option. Two, yeah. 
Okay. Okay. So that's enough time because you just assume, obviously, unless Kirk goes down next year, that you're not going to see much outside of behind the scenes at practice and training camp, things like that. You're just not going to get much eval on this guy anyway. So that would have been concerning if it was like only one year left, but two years plus the fifth year option still feels like plenty of breathing room to try to get just a better eval of this guy who's completed what, like 55 passes with the Niners so far in two years. Yeah, and I would add, um, I mean, he's not completed many passes, period. At all. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I was actually, I just wrote a piece on Anthony Richardson, and I was like, man, it's crazy that if you combine his high school, he was injured in high school. If you combine his, uh, his high school and college career, he's only thrown 939 passes. Bryce Young has thrown more than that in a season and a half, right? Um, like, it's crazy. And then it's like, wait, Trey Lance threw 671 passes, high school and college combined. Like he was a running offense in college and he didn't start in high school and he didn't start right away. And then it was a running offense in college. And then it was a COVID year, not his fault, obviously, although as much as I would like to blame NDSU for COVID, um, you know, that would make it pretty difficult for, for us to have. So we've got nothing on this guy. And that mystery Combined? is what com- that intrigues me. That yeah, I don't, if the Vikings can't trade up for a quarterback, it's an option. It, it, yeah, I kind of like it. Um, I like yeah. having the second, the extra third. You still get three picks in the top 100. You don't lose Cousins in this deal. So you still get the evaluation year with, with Lance kind of on the side in practice. You have Cousins for the year, so you're not sacrificing your competitiveness whatsoever. And if it's not working out, if Lance is damaged goods or he doesn't look good at all, you are really no worse for the wear. Yes, you've sunk a first round pick into this, but I think that that's a that could easily happen as well with another quarterback you draft. So I'm not opposed. And and, not- and I think, too, when you look at this specific draft class and the Vikings needs, which we've talked about for the last three months, obviously, I don't love missing out on this pick 23 or first round pick, but there's so many cornerbacks in that second and third tier, so many receivers in that second and third tier with three picks in the top 87. Now, Sam, I feel like you can still, you know, hit a lot of those needs. Plus you get your quarterback as well. You know, we talk about, all right, maybe Hendon hooker with 23 or whatever. Then I only got one pick till 87. I get one second or third tier. Is it a cornerback or is it wide receiver? That's it. So I feel a little bit shorthanded. Yeah, I mean, I think that that follows. But in order for that, I think, to be complete, it's worth gaming out a little bit. Who are you taking at the bottom of the second and uh, in with your two third round picks? Like what are what it matters? Who are the? Yeah. And so, uh, Luke, I mean, obviously, or I guess either Luke, um, I've obviously done a lot of consensus board work, but a lot of the mock drafting work has only been in the kind of the first round. Who do you at the bottom of the second round strikes you as an ideal cornerback or receiver prospect? Who do you in the middle of the third round would you take if you took a cornerback first or a wide receiver first? Yeah, maybe DJ Turner, Julius Brents, Tyreek Stevenson, Darius Rush, guys like that. Now, those so are like all one of those guys feels guys. like an outside guy. Only one like Julius Brents feels like an outside guy. The rest feel like nickels, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. But yeah, yeah. Guy, if they got if, if they did that and then got Julius Brents. I, that would be phenomenal. That would be great. Is Julius yeah. Brent's going to last to that? that? That's why it bumps me up. That second rounder is all the way at the bottom. Yeah. Receivers yeah, just looking at this, let you know, Rasheed Rice, Marvin Mims, Tank Dell seems to be a hot name. He probably wouldn't Marvin even be Mims. there at it that be, point. Jonathan Mingo. Mims or I don't know if Mims or Dell go to the middle of the third. That's 
Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No, you're right. And, and and that's where you're you're rolling the dice, right? Like that's yeah. where you're gambling. I think just in general, though, tight ends, running backs, cornerbacks, and then outside this first year of receivers, the second and third tier. Yeah, you're throwing darts up for sure. You want as many lottery tickets as you can get. You still got a hit on the guy. It's not just, yeah. oh, we got more picks. That's a guaranteed, you know, starter two, three years down the road. That's not how it works, obviously. But I think you want to try to find the value in every draft, and I feel like there is some strengths at cornerback and wide receiver in that yeah, second it's, and third it's, tier. But it's you never phenomenal, know. You're right. It's a phenomenal cornerback draft. And then, Sam, sorry, just one last question that's completely off topic. Should the Vikings at some point in the middle or late rounds take a tight end in one of the greatest tight end classes that we've seen? What do you think? I don't care to. You're, but you're, so you're saying in the middle rounds? Yeah, yeah, not, not, not early. You, you Middle would, or late rounds, but there there are so many I would. stunningly good tight yeah. ends. Because like, I only because I feel like I'm getting a guy in the fourth or fifth round that probably would have went in the second or third round. Um, right, like any uh, other like year. Josh Koontz, right from Old Dominion. It feels yeah, like he yeah, could Zach be a Koontz. fifth round guy, and I think that yeah, Zach Koontz. It feels like he could go in the second in other mm -hmm. drafts. Like, is he is he better than that? Ashland guy that the Chicago Bears drafted? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Tucker Craft, South Dakota State. I don't know how far he's going to fall. We had Sam Monson on from PFF last week. I said, who's your tight end sleeper in this loaded class? Who's a guy day three that you just don't hear a ton of people talking about that you like? Will Mallory from Miami. I don't think he's going to go till late day three, probably, just because everybody's going to get pushed down. So I would. Uh, I would. Even though you got Hawkinson and you just signed Oliver, it's still all about value. You never know. Guys can get hurt. Uh, you never know what the future holds in just a year or two down the road. You just want to draft the best players available and build your roster up that way. Hey, is the uh, is the giant Gophers tight end in the draft this year? Span Ford is he is he coming back? No, I, thought, for I thought Span Ford went back. Uh, yeah, he okay. went back. I'm almost ninety nine percent sure he went back. Yeah, that's that's a guy that's going to have like really low production in college, but might end up being a great pro. Just yeah, based uh, on speaking, kind of his, like a Darnell Washington, like a six seven behemoth <laughs> that didn't have yep. the production. Speaking of gophers, just real quick, Sam Munson did say Terrell Smith, the cornerback from Minnesota, nobody's talking about. It's one of his favorite go get your guys day three sleepers that nobody's talking about. He actually has him ranked ninth, the ninth best cornerback. And I think he said Lance Zerline has him in the top ten as well. He Don't really hear much about him. Yet. If you just look at last year's tape, he said he's a top ten cornerback all day. Outside of that, yeah, you got some questions, and that's why he won't be one of the top 10 cornerbacks taken, but just last year's tape was outstanding. This episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's America's number one sportsbook, and it's the place to be right now for NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, hundreds of ways to wager, and if you're a brand-new customer, you can claim a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if that first bet doesn't win download the safe secure FanDuel Sportsbook app and check out all the options including NFL draft props which we will get into in seconds bet on everything imaginable if it's NBA you're betting on the first basket scorer how many three-pointers are made if it's baseball put together a home run hitter parlay or a same game parlay for a chance at a big payout FanDuel.com slash locked on claim that no sweat first bet FanDuel.com slash locked on make every moment more who is ready to wager 500 mythical bucks on FanDuel NFL draft props? Whoever's ready can just rattle them off. I'll type them up, and we'll see who comes out on top in our latest gambling contest. I am prepared 
Is anybody else prepared? Would they like to go? First? I, I got a couple locked and loaded. I may have to right. just do a little bit of digging, but you know, I think I got five bets here. I want to spread them out. Usually, I just dump them all in on just one monster parlay or two. But I'm going to spread them out. I'm going to do five even $100 picks. And this Bijan, is the rule, I think. I think five bets max. Just to keep five bets moving. Max. There you go. Five bets max. Yep. Okay. Bijan Robinson, top 10, plus 175. All these I like because they're plus. They're, they're, I think they're good value. Bijan Robinson, top 10, going in the top 10 for plus 175. Put me down for 100 bucks. I just okay. think between whether it's the Falcons at eight, even the Eagles at 10, somebody maybe even trading up like New England. I think B. John's going to go in the top 10. Love it. What else you got? Anything? Peter Skorarski, first offensive lineman taken at plus 200. I know Paris Johnson Jr. is the favorite, and I get it, but I think it's about a coin flip. So to get him at plus 200, I just really like the value. Wouldn't be shocked or surprised if if he's not, if Paris goes first, but plus 200. Are, are you good, Luke? Can I go? Yeah, go ahead. Yep, Great. cool. Luke, you can uh, keep keep scrambling to find, mm-hmm, find sure. 300 more bucks there. Uh, so I've got four bets right now. Um, I am not buying all of the CJ Stroud slander I am seeing everywhere all the time, whether <laughs> it is a low S2 cognition score or ghosting the Manning, Manning Academy. Camp by telling them that he wasn't going to be there so that he could practice um, or, or what have you. Right. Um, so I would say I'm going to bet 150 uh, at plus 230 for him to be the number two overall pick. Um, so that's that. Um, I know that there's been a lot of steam that the Texans are, are willing to draft anybody, but if they're not willing to draft CJ Stroud, maybe they, they trade down. I feel like that that's a possibility too. Uh, Will Anderson is my number three overall pick at plus 250. I'm wagering $200 on that. So $150 in Stroud at plus 230, $200 at Will Anderson at plus 250. Um, that just feels like if the Cardinals can't trade out, that's who they're going to pick. If they can trade out, that's probably, you know, uh, an okay bet. Um, but it sounds like the Cardinals are having somewhat of a difficult time there. So that's kind of a, a hedge against that. Then to be a top five pick, this is a minus 200 bet, but I just, it feels still like good value. Will Levis at a hundred dollars. Uh, people love this dude, uh, like digging into this guy. Like I know that like draft Twitter is not a huge fan of him, but the way uh, so I, I, I hated the leaks about CJ Stroud. Now I'm buying the leaks about Will Levis, the way that people have leaked out his testing, his scores, his interviews and stuff like that. So um, that is at, um, was it minus 200? So $100 to win 50. And, and then my last, what, and it, it's Levis to do what? Be a top five pick. Got it. And then my last one is Michael Mayer, first tight end drafted. This is like a super safe. I'm not making a lot of money on this one. It's my last $50. It's at minus 175. Um, I know people like Dalton Kincaid a lot, and they should. He's very good. But it's it's a difficult tight end class to want to be the first one to take one because you feel like you're never going to get value. So you might as well mm-hmm. get the most well-rounded guy. It's probably going to be a little bit late. I think it's going to be Michael Mayer. There you go. Arif Hassan's locked in. Luke Braun, what do you got? Uh, I am going to string an insane number of things together in a parlay. You can only have five uh, bets, dude. In a parlay, though. Yeah, I'm I'm parlaying parlay a whole bunch side. of them together. Yeah. Um, so I am trying to predict the, the top part of this draft in relation to quarterbacks. So I'm going to figure out, all right, I'll, I'll put Bryce Young in there. Minus 1,200 doesn't add a lot to the parlay, but you might as well toss it in. 
Uh, I do think CJ Stroud goes number two. I don't think it's to the Texans. Um, I think that the, the, the Texans, like Arif said, I, I feel like they're going to trade out. Somebody's going to think maybe, you know, oh, is somebody going to trade up to three? If I want Stroud, I do need to go up to two. And then you can kind of call the Texans and make that happen, which I think kind of screws the Cardinals. I don't know what team that is. Which and gives me I, Will I Anderson. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I'm also going to add plus 250. Will Anderson uh, picked at number three. And then I want to predict the other two quarterbacks where they land. So I can do team to draft uh, Will Levis. I do think the Colts do that. Um, I've kind of always thought that that was a good fit for the Colts, that that he's kind of what they need. They need somebody who can, you know, run the ship. And yeah, there there might be some issues that you have to work through, but he can start in the meantime. He can run a quick game offense. Um, and I think the Colts can be really happy with that. And then uh, team to draft Anthony Richardson at plus 1600, your Minnesota Vikings. Let's parlay it all together. Ooh, I is, think that wow. it, with all of that happening, three quarterbacks in the top four, I think suddenly you start to see one of these guys fall, right? Because Seattle's not taking a quarterback. Detroit's not taking a quarterback. We know that. And then maybe at pick 10, we can start to talk to the Eagles about trading up if Anthony Richardson is there, right? Try to leapfrog the Titans if we're worried about them. If, maybe he gets past the, the Buccaneers. Titans. If you're the Buccaneers, no way you let this happen. Are you right? sure what, <laughs> about the Buccaneers? What is what is the bet? And are what we are the Trask? Trask? Sure. Kyle Trask? I'm not saying I agree with it, but are we hey, sure? How funny would it be for Anthony Richardson to back up Kyle Trask, talk about how much Kyle Trask has taught him about the game, learn about how good you can be playing football by learning from Kyle Trask and then starting over him. How amazing would that be? This would be, be very funny. All the Buccaneers the have a Dalvin Cook-like asset that they can trade as part of this trade package that the Eagles would definitely be very interested in. I think they have more than five total picks in the draft is the thing. <laughs> so I, is I this like a $10 to, bet you know, or is this like a $500 bet? No, I'm putting Are all $500 into, yeah. into oh, it. Phenomenal. Oh, uh, let me do the wow. parlay calculator. Yeah, I'm putting oh, everything hey. into this. Yeah. So I'm I'm really confident the Lions are going to take Devon Witherspoon, and there's some combo six and eighteen in, in great value on these. I just don't know who they're going to take at eighteen. It's such a crapshoot. Kalijah Kansi, Dalton Kincaid, Porter Jr., Miles Murphy, or Mazzy Smith would probably, I guess, be one of the two that I would throw a dart up there. But it, it, too risky. I, I'm not confident in any of them. Um, Seattle to draft Jalen Carter. I think he just falls right in their lap. I think Will Anderson's gone, as Arif mentioned, at number three. Plus 400. I just love the value. Plus 400. Give me 100 bucks on that. And then just for the bit, I know Luke already uh, took Anthony Richardson with the Vikes, but just for the bit, Vikes drafting Hendon Hooker plus 500. <laughs> I can't believe they're the favorite, by the way. <laughs> Detroit is I out. I believe the Packers 600? aren't on there. He's going to end up in the NFC They're North one way or the other. 100% committed to Jordan Love. No way. Luke, you had Carter to Seattle, Hooker to the Vikes, and then did you have one more there that I missed? Yeah, I think the first linebacker taken is a, a coin flip between Campbell or Drew Sanders. Campbell got much better value, though, at plus 160. So I'm going to put uh, first linebacker taken, 100 bucks on Jack Campbell at plus 160. Got it. Um, Bron, do uh, you have the odds? Sam, my odds... My my parlay odds are forty five plus forty five thousand six hundred and thirty three. 
oh my gosh, I hope you hit it. Right. And it's all yeah. mythical dollars. So we've got yeah, no and chance that, that, that didn't actually that get was it. it. I don't know. I, should, I don't know I if you can uh, can it. wager in California, but you might wanna might wanna try. So the I've got a motor through this. Ron Johnson waiting in the wings at three. Ron Johnson. We'll get to him after I tell you my winning bets. Two hundred dollars on Richardson being a top five pick. That is a safe minus one twenty five. One hundred dollars on Christian Gonzalez for CB at plus one fifty. Witherspoon is actually the favorite there. Um, just for a Vikings angle, I've got them taking Johnston with their first pick at plus 900. Uh, and then another Minnesota angle, I've got uh, John Michael Schmitz going in the first round at plus 300. That's another $50. JMS, first round pick. And then lastly, I've got $100 to go. I'm going to say that the Eagles take Bijan at plus 1,000. That's my picks. Those are all the picks locked in at FanDuel. Ron Johnson joins the show right now. He's the host of the Ron Johnson Show, Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and the roundtables on Friday. All right, it's Ekstrom, it's Inman, it's Bron, Hassan, and Ron on today's Minnesota football party. Ron, we were uh, going through the, the new trade scenario from Bill Barnwell, who suggests that the Vikings should trade for Trey Lance and give up their first round pick in a in a three team kind of complex deal, uh, just just at its core, how would that make you feel if the Vikings gave up their first and got Trey Lance? Ooh, well, I mean, honestly, I like if, the fact that I feel like Kirk Cousins isn't the long term solution at the age of thirty four for them. Um, I see nothing. He's thirty four, right? I'm not getting that yeah, wrong. Thirty five, yeah. maybe. Thirty five. So yeah, might be yeah. thirty five when the season. Starts. So even for a player of Kirk's caliber, uh, I'm a Kirk Cousins fan, as you know that Black Panther, Disney World supporter of Kirk Cousins. Um, I I feel like that he should even understand that whether they extend him one year, two years, three years that at the age of 38, he's probably at the end of his career, which has been a great career. He's made a ton of money. And then that gives the future of a guy like Trey Lance, who is mobile, who can make the throws. Um, it's always going to be, can he stay healthy? But again, that was his first year actually getting some time and then getting hurt. Uh, clearly, the 49ers made him the starter. So he earned that. We saw him up here in Minnesota when they did their two-team practices, and he looked pretty solid. So... I wouldn't see any problem with it because, again, these other quarterbacks, C.J. Stroud, Bryce uh, Young, I mean, you look at all these guys, nobody is guaranteed to be the leader of a franchise five years from now. Um, I forgot the metric, and uh, maybe we'll talk about it on Friday on the roundtable, but the number of first-round draft pick quarterbacks that actually don't pan out to be what you thought they were is higher than people even understand. So. If you can get a proven guy that you already know is pretty good in Trey Lance, I'd, I'd do it. And then what do you got? Yeah, Ron, so much has been made the last five, ten years or so that running backs don't matter anymore. Do you think the pendulum has swung too far now, like they're too devalued? And I ask that because one of the best players in the draft is B. John Robinson from Texas, and a lot of people say they wouldn't touch him in the first five, ten picks. If you were running a team, the GM, would you take a special talent like that, even though it's a running back, in the first ten picks? Oh man, again, like what what do we qualify as a special talent? You know, like the Big 12 football wasn't great. Now, is B. John Robinson a good running back? Yes. Uh, is he gonna be the future of a franchise? Who knows? Like, you really don't know with these players. Dalvin Cook was found in the second round. 
Now, granted, early second round, which is technically first round caliber, um, but you just like it, it's so many teams that have proven I don't need a running back to win a Super Bowl. When you look at the Chiefs, you look at the Eagles, you look at how these guys were created in the teams. It's based on quarterback play and then absolute weapons outside of you. Um, the 49ers got there and they felt like we need Christian McCaffrey, but Christian McCaffrey is not a running back per se. I mean, he catches the ball more sometimes than he runs the ball in games. And so I think the dynamic running back is still a value weapon. I think the true, like the Derrick Henry's, um, you get two to three good seasons out of them, maybe. And then injuries start to set in. You look at Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I think that's what teams are looking at. It's like, well, if we draft a guy in the first round, are we even like, what What does that look like? Are we going to end up having to restructure his deal later on because we have to pay him $50 million, uh, so on and so forth? So, again, getting him as a rookie would be good because you can lock him in for four to five years. But then is he going to play that game if he has a 1,500-yard or 1,600-yard season that, oh, no, I'm not playing for this rookie deal anymore. I want a new deal. And I think that's where teams are. They're like, look, we can go find us a Jet McKinnon or we can go find us you know, one of those guys out there, Miles Sanders, who's already out there, who might take less. And I think that's what GMs are, are, are kind of banking on now because it's all about the quarterback play, receiver to tight end play in the most of these offenses. Ron, I want to ask you about a gopher. Um, for the last couple of years, I heard so much about Mo Ibrahim. And now, as a draft prospect, all I really hear is, well, he's old and he had some injuries. But I never hear about his game. Tell me about his game. Right. Uh, well, I will say the most famous gopher is the the gopher from Caddyshack. I'll start there first. Um, <laughs> secondly, uh, Mo Ibrahim. So Mo Ibrahim, what you're going to get out of him is you get a, a compact size running back with vision. And so when you look at the gopher's offensive scheme, they run a zone run scheme. They do have some power, but it's mainly a zone run scheme. And when you think about zone, each offensive lineman grouping so guard to tackle or guard to center center to guard guard to tackle they have combos within their scheme of we're covering a zone we're not taking a man so when we go left you block who comes into your area so if a guy loops don't chase the guy behind you has them and then same if you're the tackle if you have this zone this way and your guy loops outside of you trust mo is going to cut back inside and he's going to take it front side and Mo did a great job of that. Like Mo has vision. He has the ability to see those cutback lanes. He has a like he can look from the left tackle to tight end almost and be able to go all the way back to the backside side tackle. And I've seen him do that a couple of times talking to the running backs coach Kenny Burns about it as well. And he explained, he's like, man, Mo's vision is uncanny because we would make comments like, man, I wish Trace and Potts had did this. I wish he had seen this cut there. And oh, if that was Mo, that's a that's a touchdown. And that's true. And it's all about vision. It's not ability because all those guys are good running backs. When you get a college scholarship and you're a starter in the Big Ten, you have the ability. But then it becomes this, the mental and the vision. Can you see? Do you understand the concept? And 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 Mo is built to go to the NFL because he's smart enough to understand it. Uh, he's a man of faith, and so he's a guy that I think going to any organization, he's going to do the right things. He's going to put his body first. I mean, you saw a kid going through Ramadan and spring ball at the same time where he wasn't able to eat, um, and he just he really wanted to go through the process and, and be closer and uh, take care of his body. And so – when you look at that, when you look at how Mo Ibram is built, one, he is older. 
So again, how many years are you going to get out of him? He has had injuries. Uh, what does that look like? But at the end of the day, uh, I forgot who said it, but you're going to get a starting caliber running back in the third round, fourth round out of Mo Ibram, which is like a Marion Barber. You know, I think Marion Barber had similar, you know, he had an injury that year before uh, and then came back and played. And then that was always the question mark with Marion. Well, we know what happened with his story goes on to be uh, a great NFL running back. And I think Mo Ibram has that same ability. And it just makes me think about like Shannon Brooks too, if it wasn't for injuries, you know, how we would have done in the NFL. Um, this is a bunch of great Gophers running backs over the past couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Um, what to you would be kind of like an ideal uh, probable like Vikings draft? Like obviously if they could draft Bryce mm. Young at 23, but like an ideal actually possible Vikings draft in like the first you know couple of rounds. Yeah, honestly, an ideal draft for them. I mean, I hate to say it, and I know people hate it because Rick Spielman did it for years, but trade back. Like, you only have five picks. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so if you can get a second and a third for a first 23, I take it. I take it in a heartbeat because in the second round, again, you're going to – like, if there's not a guy out there that you really want, so Joey Porter Jr. is off the board. Um, some of these, you know, DBs are off the board. There's still value in the second, third round. So if you can somehow parlay that back, if you don't get a Trey Lance trade, you can get – a second round pick and get, um, you know, Hinden Hooker. Now, again, we don't know what that's going to be, what he's going to be, but you, he would have time to sit behind Kirk Cousins for two years. Um, and, and, and again, Pat Mahomes didn't sit long, but we saw the value in, in the Pat Mahomes being able to sit. We saw the value in an Aaron Rodgers being able to sit. Uh, I've heard RG3 bring this up. If you had guys like himself, um, you know, that were able to sit maybe for a year and not just jump out there and play. Maybe the decision-making changes. Maybe the run – or sorry, the pass and not the run happens. Uh, maybe they don't get frantic in the pocket. You look at Josh Allen now. He's saying – he just came out today saying that staff told him, stop running so much and taking unnecessary hits. So when you think about that with Josh Allen, it's, it's even that. Like, what would he have learned from sitting for a year? Now, he's still great. But he said he took unnecessary hits. He did things that he shouldn't have had to do or shouldn't have done at times. I think that just comes with learning and growing. And, and when you can get a veteran guy like Kirk Cousins to have one of these guys, I say that's an ideal draft. You get a quarterback in the second round that you think could be a future starter. And then in the third round, you add a crucial piece to your defense, whether it's DB or linebacker. And then you go on from there. And, and again, now trading back to get later seventh, sixth round picks, I, I wouldn't do that. I would probably go look at some free agents like they're doing, uh, like the kid uh, Williams from the uh, Patriots. Uh, I think pieces like that are going to be more of value than trying to get seventh and eighth round, or no, not even eighth round anymore, uh, sixth and seventh round picks. <laughs> um, uh, it's funny because the guy I'm interviewing coming up in uh, May played for Oregon. Uh, play for the Chiefs. He was drafted in eighth round, and that's why I was like, "Why is that on my head?" I was like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know if you guys remember JJ Burden. He was a receiver out of Oregon, um, and he commented on my uh, Joey Harrington podcast, and so that's why he and I ended up connecting. And he's a world-renowned speaker. But yeah, he was drafted in the eighth round, so I was like, "Whoa, like you're old." <laughs> but it wasn't that. It wasn't that long ago though, which is crazy. I looked it up. I mean, he was drafted like in '88, so I'm like, man, it wasn't like that was only. About 10 years before I was ready to go to college, but right before that, they were drafting guys in the eighth, ninth, tenth round. I think yeah. Greg Coleman said he was like a 12th round pick. I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't imagine like seventh round right now is long enough watching that draft. I could not imagine 12 rounds, like waiting for 12 rounds mm. like, man, come on. I'm just just call me later. Just text <laughs> yeah, just, me when you yeah, draft yeah. me. I'm, I'm not go staying up dinner. for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The uh 
the everydayers know who listen to your show, Ron. You've had a killer guest lineup: uh, Roy Hall Jr. this week, Blake Barrett's this week, Adam Thielen's agent really cut open a vein. You Caitlin Sam- Thielen, by the way, she liked the uh, Blake Barrett's comments, so clearly he was telling Ooh, the truth. Well, to give yeah. us the the summary there, Ron. For those, yeah, what's that might the context that, there? That interview, yeah, Barrett's really was honest about the negotiations. Give us the the quick yeah. summary on that interview. Uh, yeah, so I mean, basically, two two pieces to it. Um, one, we he talked about CJ Ham's usage going down, and then the point of a re-signing, uh, it wouldn't seem ideal, but it did. But then he kind of said, like, but it did. It works for CJ where he wants to be long term, blah blah. Which leads me to believe it's not just a you know he didn't resign a sit for ten percent of the play you know play for ten percent. So my guess is his usage is going to go up by the addition of Josh Oliver. Like Josh Oliver is not a passing tight end, so it leads me to believe they're going to look more like the Ravens 49ers. Like it's going to be a combo run pass type of team. Uh, and then the Adam Thielen was, we don't want to be paid $12 million, which I'll, you could pay me a million dollars to be a, a decoy. But you know, he was like, we're not paying, we don't want to be paid 10 to $13 million just to be a decoy uh, for the Minnesota Vikings. And so like, it, it was like, I, I see it. Like it, it makes sense. Like you don't want to just be the guy that, okay, you run the out route. So Justin Jefferson can run the post. Uh, you run the go. So Justin Jefferson can run the outer, the over. Uh, I want you to run the deep over because Justin Jefferson's coming underneath, you know? And I think that's what the plays became. It became Thielen. You, I need you to clear this out because Justin Jefferson's going to be wide open coming on the backside. And Thielen's probably like, why isn't Justin clearing out for me? Everybody's watching him, which is true too. Um, so that that was very telling. And then, you know, again, Caitlin Thielen liked it. So I'm like, okay, we're on the right side, which means Adam Thielen saw it, and that means we're good. So <laughs> all is well. Everybody's happy with the interview. Um, so I'm, I'm fine with it. If Thielen's wife likes it, that means Thielen saw it and he approved it too. So yeah, I think I think that's 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 the case though. Going to the Carolina Panthers for him one. Um and 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 Blake's uh, the other thing too, though, he said, and, and we'll go back and watch the interview, people, if you haven't seen it, but he said that they knew when they restructured the year before that this was coming. They was like, it could have came that year, but they yeah. found a yeah. they found a mutual number that worked. So they he said they prepared him for this moment anyway. Like he was already thinking, mm-hmm. like, okay, this might happen because if you want me to restructure now, you're gonna want to, you know, every year you're gonna ask me because of the salary cap. So he was prepared for this, and so the Carolina Panthers just fits. You know, he's gonna go in and be a veteran receiver in the locker room with Frank Wright. Uh, you know, I had Frank Wright as a or. I was on the staff with Frank Wright that year with uh, the two years with the Colts, and I know he's going to have a Colts type offense. And Roy Hall brought it up, like you know, there was a certain type of receiver that the Colts saw from an organizational standpoint. They didn't want six five, six six receivers that were two hundred forty pounds. You know, they wanted the Reggie Waynes, the Marvin Harrisons, the Anthony Gonzalez's, the Brandon Stokelys. They wanted smaller guys like an Adam Thielen that can move well, that can play in the slot and outside. Like they have a specific type. Uh, and and I'm pretty sure Frank Wright t- took that into his mindset. Like, how do I find guys like that that can run the routes and the plays that I want? And so that's it. But yeah, no, it's going to be an exciting week, draft week, though. So stick around, people, because we got Santana Moss from the uh, Washington Commanders. We're going to talk about that oh, seven yeah. billion dollar team and and what he <laughs> thinks of the organization. Uh, and did he ever have to pay for his coffee? <laughs> and, and then we got Terrell Smith, Gophers DB, who's going to be drafted. So he's going to talk about his nice. draft experience up to that point. And then uh, we got Jordan Reed from ESPN, draft analyst expert, who just came out with their own. So if you haven't done it yet, go to ESPN. They have their own draft simulator now. They're trying to power and party with PFF. <laughs> 
And so they put their own simulator out Direct there. Direct competitor, Rafasan shaking his head. Yeah, everyone, everyone's trying to get in the game now. Everybody um, wants to have a simulator out there. But we got Jordan Reed joining us, and he's going to talk about that. We got some other people, but the week only has three days for our show. So we got we got Merrill Hodge, who said he would do it. Wow. Uh, we got Jordan Howden. Um, so we got, we got Mo Ibrahim. You so we got a lot of guys. Merrill Hodge nailing all those draft picks. You see that sharp? Yeah, you got to. Yeah. Johnny Manziel. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So Merrill, Merrill, I text Merrill and he reached back out because uh, my dad was the scout when he scouted Merrill Hodge when the Steelers drafted him back Crazy. in 88, wow. 87, 88. Wow. So yeah, my dad had just retired in 86 due to injury. Then moved right into the uh, scouting for the uh, Steelers in like 87, 88, 89. And Merrill Hodge was one of the guys um, that he had back then. So I reached out to Merrill like, hey, man, my dad's Ron Johnson Sr., Blah blah. He's like, oh man, yeah, I'd love to help. What can I do? And so, of course, I'm like, hey, let's let's get some draft talk out there. Now, whether it's after the draft, because we already kind of have a loaded week, um, you know, and let him look even smarter. Like, hey, who's a guy that you knew, or you know, or who's a guy that's got drafted that you don't think? You know, I want to get that out there for Merrill to put out there. But yeah, we got a lot of got a lot of guys coming up uh April, May, um, and, and guys reaching out, like, man, how do I get on the show? So, you know, Ethan Calic Manis, um, his his marketing team just reached out to me about possibly doing something with us. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. That's it pretty be a cool. Fun win. And I'll be at spring, even though spring is closed to the public, I will be there for the spring game for the Gophers. So we'll be able to break that down as well uh, next week too. So yeah, you can find the Ron Johnson show at locked on sports, Minnesota's find it on YouTube for free. Subscribe there. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts, Amazon fire, Roku, download the app there as well. Thanks a lot, Ron. I appreciate it. At three Ron Johnson on Twitter. Um, before we get into Luke Inman's trivia, hold on. <clears throat> before we get into Luke in <sighs> before we get into Luke Inman's trivia, a reminder that Built Bar brings you today's show. You want a delicious snack. You don't want the sugar and calories. You want the best protein bar in the world. You got to try Built Healthy. And amazing taste, 100% real chocolate. Get the bars, get the puffs. They're all phenomenal. Dark chocolate um, is an, uh, dark chocolate an option as well. The flavors are to die for. Peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, churro. I don't know how Built does it, but they managed to pack 17 grams of protein and only 4 grams of sugar into these phenomenal protein bars. Check out your local Walmart or Sam's Club. You can get your specialty flavors as well at Built. Dot com. So head to the uh, pharmacy section of Walmart or Sam's Club today. Pick up a four-bar box, a 13-bar box, and load up on some Built Bars or at Built.com. All right, we've got a, uh, a finite amount of time for Luke Braun. Luke Braun's got a roll, but Luke Inman has some trivia for us that he's been sitting on for a couple weeks now. So Luke, tell us the rules. What are we doing? All right, boys, I got some NFL draft trivia I've had locked and loaded for us. It's divided up into two categories, some general NFL draft trivia and some Viking-specific draft trivia. There's about seven, eight, nine questions in each category. Most of these are worth one point. There are a few that you could earn some bonus points as well. I'll just tally the scores over here at home. And I think the best way to do this is buzz in with your name. So first person to say their name gets first crack at it. If you're wrong, whoever buzzes in next gets the next shot at it, so on and so forth. So we'll try to rip through these as fast as we can just so we can get through as many as we can. Tally up the scores at the end. Um, Sam, mm -hmm. trivia music? No trivia music. I got a cool I kind of like uh, I, I got a buzzer like sound effect, music. though. Would we rather have this? Or have a buzzer. really vibey. Oh my god! have to shoot. Let's Dang. do this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like yeah, I got to get into a different it. character now. Yeah. Oh okay. my gosh. 
Okay, are you guys ready? All right, first one to, again, buzz in with their name. Let's start with a general NFL draft trivia. This one's multiple choice. Let's just kick this one off for people who don't know. In what year was the NFL draft first held? 1949, 1956, 1960, or 1936? Sam. Sam, go ahead. 1956. So I can't hit the buzzer, right? Because that'll stop the music? Yeah. Make your own buzzer. A reef. A reef. What was that? 31, 1936? Correct. That's right. A reef on the board with one. All right. Let's try to rip through these. There's a gopher's running back. That was at the center of some controversy there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Spoiler. Okay, next one up. This seventh-round draftee from 2006 went on to receive Rookie of the Year votes, played 10 years with the same team, and scored 72 receiving touchdowns. This seventh-round draftee from the 06 class, Rookie of the Year votes. Go ahead. Marcus Colston? That's right. Marcus Colston. Oh, wow. I had oh. one clue. Some of these I have a clue for. The clue was Hofstra University. I, I'm really surprised I didn't have <laughs> that to use that clue. Me. That's Hold outstanding. On. That's outstanding. A reef on the board. Early lead, two nothing. Which college has produced the most draft picks in NFL history? Sam. Sam. Ohio State. That's good. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, uh, screw it. Arif. Arif. Bama. Luke Braun, last one up. Yes, for Braun. Th- throw a dart up there. Michigan. Three. That's what I would have said. Michigan is incorrect. Notre Dame with oh, 522. Wow. But check this out, guys. USC is only three USC behind okay. at yeah. 519. So mm-hmm. Notre Dame and USC seems to have about the same amount of draftable prospects this year. But next year, I think USC might be able USC to leapfrog them. Ahead, yeah. So uh, that'll be interesting. All right, no points awarded there. Which team has picked number one overall, a league high four times in the past 25 years. Arif. Arif. Jacksonville? Jacksonville is incorrect. Sam. Luke. Sam. Detroit. Detroit is incorrect. Uh, It's the obvious one, isn't it? Luke Braun. Is there an obvious one? Oh, no. Uh, Miami Dolphins? Incorrect. Wow. Is it Houston? Is it the Browns? Cleveland Browns. Yes. Kim Couch. It is the Browns? Oh, I thought they always ended up like fourth. All right. Tim Couch, Courtney Brown, Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett. That's it. Name all four. There you go. All right. No points awarded there. All right. To this point, only the 1984 and 1992 classes are the only two groups to not produce a Hall of Famer. However... 1984 did end up producing three Hall of Fame players in the supplemental draft with players from the CFL and USFL. One point for any player that you can name. One of the three players. Arif. Steve Young. Steve Young. That's right. Reggie White. Or Luke. You gotta gotta buzz in. Come on. Arif did buzz in. Arif did buzz in. (laughs) Uh, uh, Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly is incorrect. Luke Braun, you are next. Reggie White. That didn't get said. Right? Reggie White. Yep. Reggie White. One left. You didn't buzz All right, in. Cool. I'm on the board before I have to go. Yep. Yep. 
uh, one left. Anybody? Sam, want to take a shot? Last guy, Hall of Famer, 1984. Steve Largent. Steve Largent, good guess. Incorrect. Gary Zimmerman. All right, Luke's got to go. Let's try oh, to get that was the other one. One, uh, one Vikings one in here. All right. Quick. So, all right. One. Last oh, you one, one, one more. One more. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll do one more. We'll finish with Meenery. From which college have the Vikings selected the most players in the first round? Which college? In the first round. Have the Vikings selected the most first round players? I'm just trying to think of Luke. A place that has multiple. Luke. We got an off the wall guess. University of Minnesota. They did a lot in the 60s. Good guess, though. Good guess. Incorrect. Arif. Arif. Ohio State. I can't even Good guess, one. but incorrect. <laughs> Okay, a freebie for me. Mm-hmm. I just want to, I'm trying to come up with just one that even has multiple. This is so hard to think of on the spot. Three, two, Marshall. One. Marshall, incorrect. <laughs> USC. <laughs> USC. USC, five. USC. Just guess Ron, USC. Ron Yeri, Steve Riley, Joey Browner, Kenechi Udezi, Matt Khalil. All right, one more. Can you sneak one more in, Luke? Uh, I don't think I can, but I'll see okay. you on Monday. Sounds good. Sounds good. We love you. Okay. Arif's got three. Luke Braun exits the show with one in second place. Sam, right now, still trying to get on the board. Marshall wasn't the correct answer? That's crazy. That's crazy. You would have thought. All right, let's stick with some Vikings here. Who is the only University of Minnesota player ever drafted by the Vikings in the first round? It's just a wild guess because you didn't end up on the team. Arif. Yeah, go ahead. Bobby Bell? Incorrect. God, it makes me think that this might not be accurate. I, I thought for sure you would have got this one. Sam, do you got a guess? Mm. Who's the only University of Minnesota player ever drafted by the Vikings in the first round? I got mm. Bobby Bell was a second rounder. Got nothing? I for the Chiefs. 1964 with the sixth overall pick, a defensive end from Minnesota named Carl Eller. Eller. Just some guy. Just some guy. I don't know. Yeah. Never heard of her. This first round pick from Michigan State walked out of training camp on the second day. It was cut from the team one week later. Sam. Sam. Demetrius Underwood. That's, That's right. Sam's like, on the it's, board. It's, like, it's not Ontario Smith. It's not Ontario Smith. <laughs> Who is right, it? Who is right, it? Right. right. <laughs> okay. Another Vikings one here. Who was the Vikings' first pick in the 2008 NFL draft? Sam. Sam. T Jack. Incorrect. <sighs> I might as well uh, it was 2007. shoot for it, even though I know this is wrong. Um, Arif. Arif? Ryan Cook. I think that's 2005. No, it's it's Tyrell Johnson, right? It's Tyrell Johnson. Oh, Here was the clue. It. Here was the clue. Drafted 48th overall after trading their first and third picks for Jared Allen. Yeah, I knew it was a second round pick too. I just, I was one year off. All right, so Sam, you're two behind here. Which current Vikings player? was a former walk-on turned All-American and graduated from college as his team's all-time leader in tackles for loss and third for most sacks. Walk-on? Arif. Arif. Sidarius Smith? Good guess. 
five, see four, three, two, one. Sam. Sam. Jordan Hicks. <laughs> Incorrect. All right, let, let's refre- let's hit the reset button. I've got I've got a clue. He just said his me. name to extend the timer. That was yeah, totally that was ridiculous. Hey, that's uh, that's the strategy they use in initial in uh, initials game. Oh, we don't talk about that game on this show. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a clue. I'll give you both a clue. He was the Big Ten Defensive Lineman of the Year in 2019 before breaking his leg in the bowl game and deciding to return back to school instead of declaring for the draft. He yeah, also. He won the Bullworth Trophy for the nation's most outstanding player who began as a college walk-on. Arif? Was it, is it Kenny Willekes? It is Kenny Willekes. Oh, my gosh. That's okay. right. Okay. Now, does he get that point? Yeah, because yeah. I hit the reset button. Oh, you hit the reset Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get the point. Great. Fantastic. I'll Don't worry, it. Sam. You can catch up here on this next one. I think this next one's worth two points. Probably. This next one's worth two because there's yeah. two answers. So oh, all right. uh, you get a point for each. In 2003... The Vikings botched a trade with the Ravens and subsequently missed their pick. Two selections were made before they finally drafted Kevin Williams. Which two players were drafted before him? One point for each. Uh, crap. Uh, Arif. Yeah. Oh, this is wrong, actually. I was going to say Tony Baselli. That's no way. <laughs> Tony Baselli. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. I mean, obviously, I, yes, it's easy do. for me. I have the answers, but uh, you mean to laugh. that's wrong, unfortunately. Sam? <laughs> but that is incorrect. Sam, I'll give you a clue. One was drafted by the Panthers. One was drafted by the Jags. Uh-huh. Um, boy. Okay, one I was a like quarterback. Were... One was a Corn- quarterback. Qu- qu- you say quarter or corner? Quarter. Oh. Reef. 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 David Garrard? Incorrect. Wow. Any last guess here, Sam? Three. Um, Del Holmes? Oh, wait. Incorrect. Arif, you already had two tries. Byron Leftwich and Jordan Gross. Yeah, Yeah, Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich and Jordan Gross. Here's what's funny. One year prior, the Vikings were involved in another awkward situation when the Cowboys and Chiefs swapped the sixth and eighth pick. The Chiefs appeared to not get their card in on time, and the Vikings tried to select a player in which they were later denied by league officials. Which player did they try to attempt to draft, and which player did they ultimately end up with? One point for either one. I don't remember this at all. Really? Mike Ticera. Isn't it always? 2002. Uh, is, so the one picks. they ended up with is, Sam, is it Michael Bennett? Incorrect. Michael Bennett was 2001. You're one year early. Is the next draft story Good of guess. this game for me? Story Good. of the game. The reef. Uh, I so the Chiefs were late to pick. I know that this is incorrect because I believe he appeared two drafts later. But I'm going to say Jared Allen for the Chiefs. Incorrect. Good is guess, the, so. hey, hey, is the player they were trying to draft Ron Johnson? That's right. First yeah. round pick, Ron Johnson. That's right. That's right. No, Bryant McKinney was the pick. They tried to draft Ryan Sims, the defensive tackle from North Carolina. Are these too tough? These these seem a little tricky. This is huh? perfect. No, this okay. Is perfect. All right. I'll we give you should two. be getting some of these. Let's ditch the Vikings. Let's go back to general NFL. Which of the following schools has not had a number one overall pick since 2000? Utah, Penn State, Alabama, or Michigan? Reef. 
a reef. Penn State. Incorrect. Could, could you re-ask the question, please? Which of the following schools has not had a number one overall pick since 2000? Alabama, Penn State, Michigan, or Utah? Well, then, okay. So, I mean, the, uh, the odd one out here is obviously... Utah, but am I? Is there someone Five, super obvious? Four, three. Utah. Alex Smith, Smith was drafted number one overall That's from Alabama. Utah. Great. Courtney Brown was drafted number one overall from Penn State in 2000. Jake Long was drafted number one overall from Michigan. Alabama has not had yeah. a number one overall pick since 2000. Weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. Here's a funny one NFC North. From 2002 to 2007, the Detroit Lions had six consecutive top 10 picks. One point for each pick you can name correctly. Sorry, 2002 to 2007? Correct. Six top 10 picks in a row. Sam. Sam Charles Rod- Charles Rogers. That's one point right there. Look at this. You could catch back up on this one, folks. Sam. Sam. Mike Williams? Mike Williams, 2005. That's two. Tenth overall from USC. Oh, oh we can buzz Sam. in. Oh, Arif. Uh, I, Sam who? got it. Joey Harrington. Joey Harrington, quarterback, Arif. third Calvin overall. Arif. Calvin, Calvin Johnson. Johnson. That's correct. 2007. Arif. Arif. Roy Williams? Roy Williams, 2004. One left. 2006, he was drafted ninth overall from Florida State University. So what year, 2006, Florida State? Unlike the other five previous picks, he is not a skill position player. Oh, well, it's going to be impossible now. <laughs> right. I, I'll, I, I don't know. A reef. A reef. Vandenbosch. Incorrect. Sam, any guess? Lions top 10 pick, ninth overall in 2006. I got nothing. Ernie Sims, Florida State oh, linebacker. Yeah. All right, Sam, you're only down by two. Let's just keep playing till I'm ahead and then stop. Which of the following teams has never picked number one overall in the NFL draft? The Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Denver Broncos, or the New Orleans Saints? Arif. Arif. Pittsburgh Steelers? Incorrect. What? Harry Bradshaw, 1970, Louisiana Oh, my Tech. gosh. Yeah. Um, I forgot most of the other options. I'm going to say Saints. George Rogers was drafted number one overall in 1981, running back from South Carolina. I thought you knew that. Don't you have his poster? How could I forget? George. Baltimore uh, Ravens, back yeah, so when Ravens they were the Baltimore. Because they assumed the Cleveland Browns draft position when they moved then, huh? The Baltimore Ravens, when they were formerly known as the Baltimore Colts in 1967, drafted Bubba Smith, right, DN okay. from Michigan State. The Denver Broncos have never had the number one overall pick. So the, the Broncos must have entered the league at the same time as a couple of other teams. I think you're right. No, okay. I think you're right Got on it. that. Got no, it. that. Yeah, you're right. All right. Arif has six points. Sam has four. You're down by two. Three questions left. At the start of the 2022 regular season, Alabama held the record for most players on NFL rosters with 58. Which two teams were tied for second? One point for either. Arif. Sam. Arif got it in. 
LSU and FSU. LSU is correct. FSU is incorrect. One left there, Sam. I mean, isn't the lesson that we've learned here that we should guess USC? <laughs> just, just the shaking and he's so disappointed in us. Incorrect. Is it Ohio Incor- State? It's Ohio State. Ah, uh, see, that's Ohio what I State. would have said if I hadn't yeah. had the... Okay, okay. All right. So it goes Alabama, then LSU and Ohio State with 52 players active in the league. Who's the fourth team with the most players? We haven't named it yet? Correct. You haven't named it yet. Who's dominated these drafts the last couple of years? Which college first, second rounders? I look, man, I'm vibing. It's not Michigan. Who's okay. dominated the drafts the last few years? Which college? Yeah, it's Georgia. Georgia. Oh, oh, my God. Georgia. Yeah. Come on, Shoot guys. Me in the head. Georgia. Oh Jeepers. Yeah. Goodness. All right. You're down three. Since 2011, which school has produced the most first, second, and third round running backs collectively? Which Sam. school? Which program? Sam. You don't even know. You just buzzed in. Bama. Bama is correct. Look at this. He knew the whole time. He just wanted to make it dramatic. Alabama has had 10 running backs in the first, second, or third round since 2011. Brian Robinson. A point for each? I'll let you know, though. Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, TJ Yeldon, Eddie Lacy, Trent Richardson, and Mark Ingram. And Kenyon Drake was such a weird pick. Okay. Here's one for Sam. Per ESPN stats and information and weighted metrics, such as which round a player was drafted in, as well as getting points for having all-conference and all-American selections, since 1998, the start of the BCS era in college football, which school has produced the most successful wide receivers? Arif. Arif. Ohio State. I really wanted to go... Incorrect. Ohio State ranked fifth on ESPNs. Yeah, yeah, fifth. Can I buzz in again, or do I have to wait for Sam? Uh, Sam's got a crack at it. Sam, I said specifically, this one is for you for a reason. Where are they from? USC? USC! (laughs) Drake London, Amon Ross St. Brown, Michael Pittman Jr., Jordison added, just to name a few. LSU was second, Alabama third, Oklahoma fourth. All All right. Same question, same style. Just different position. Since 98, which school has produced the most successful tight ends? Arif. Arif. I have to go Notre Dame. It, it just feels right. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Incorrect. Okay. Incorrect. Great guess, though. That would be the default for anybody. Yeah. Sam, you need this one. I do. Still th- still three questions left, right? I mean, we've had three Three questions, yeah, yeah, yeah. questions left yep, for quite a while. Yep. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're only down two points if you can get this one. Penn State? Incorrect. Oh, that's a great guess. Miami. 13 wow. tight ends drafted from Dude, since 2000, including first rounders Bubba Franks, Jeremy Shockey, Kellen Winslow, Greg Olson, and David Njoku. Yeah, third leg Greg, of course. I can take third the L. I, I feel like I'm... I'm just climbing uphill here. All right, last Maybe one. Here. Last one. Last Vikings start. trivia. We're two points. If you can tie this one, we'll continue next week. Last episode before the draft next week. Which lone wide receiver? There's only one. 
was drafted before Randy Moss in 1998. I'll give you a clue. He's known for being one yard short. Arif. Arif. Is it Kevin Dyson? Kevin Jerome Dyson. For the win, Arif Hassan takes it home. Eight points to five in a landslide. Don't forget about Luke Braun and his one point as well. He'll get some nice parting gifts. Congratulations, everybody. That was your NFL Draft trivia for the 2023 NFL Draft. Well, the music was good. The The questions were good. The hosting was good by Luke. Performance by yours truly, not so What did you think? Were those... uh, I have a... It's hard to write trivia because you don't know which ones are just going to be obscure and which ones are maybe too simple. No, I, I thought the questions were good. I think the fact that we were pretty low on our ability to answer them, that's an us problem. We should have been able to answer more of these questions. Okay, that's, fair that's on us. I you think just didn't have your A good. game. If Luke yeah. was here, maybe just a third person was here, a third mind to think about right, those. Especially maybe you for like the some. Viking specific stuff. I think Luke might have been able to kind of yeah. pull us up. Yeah, yep. Yep. for sure. Well, yep. well, that was fun though, guys. Thanks for letting me do that. Congrats, yeah, Arif. Arif wins another, uh, you know, trivia tournament uh, game. Brand new car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like brand I'm winning car. them all the time, man. I lose a lot. My dog's oh, furious at me. It. Captain's right. been hijacking the video on this show. Get um, us out of here. Wrap us up, Sam. Minnesota football party returns draft week Monday with Arif and Braun. Thanks so much for watching, everyone. Today, subscribe on YouTube, Lockdown Sports Minnesota. Thanks to Ron. Thanks to Luke, Arif, and the other Luke. I'm Sam Ekstrom. Talk to you next time on Locked on Sports Minnesota.